On today's show, we are going to look at three questions that you need to ask yourself this year. We are about to flip over the calendar, and as we do, I'm making it a personal practice to reflect and meditate on what occurred in the last year. I have three questions I'm asking myself right now, and I want to share those with you. Let's get into it. You are listening to Raising the Standard, leadership, mindset, and development for the kingdom man. If you've ever wondered, how can I be the man God created me to be? Or maybe you asked yourself, what purpose does God have for my life? If that sounds like you, then you're in the right place. My goal is simple, to help you access the unfair advantage all Christian men have and give you actionable strategies to reach your full potential. My name is Josh Kachadorian. I am a best-selling author, husband, father, disciple, and son of Jesus Christ. If you're ready to get off the sidelines, upgrade into your identity as a kingdom man, and take the territory that God has for you, then it's time to raise the standard. Hey guys, welcome to Raising the Standard. We are closing out the year with this episode, and I wanted to share some personal thoughts and specifically three areas that I'm focusing on as I reflect and meditate upon what happened over the course of the last year in my life. Now, right now, many of you guys are planning your goals, you're setting your New Year's resolutions, you're going through a vision exercise, and you're planning and selecting targets that you want to hit in the new year. And many people are. We know this is New Year's resolution time. We're about to get right into the middle of that. We also know that most people will fall off along the way. There will be some committed people that stay with it, and that's who you are because you're here and you're invested in your development, your spiritual development, physical, mental, emotional, and that's why you're listening to this show. So guys, before we go into all those exercises for next year, and before we focus on looking out of the windshield, I want to pause and look in the rearview mirror for a moment. And I want to share something I'm doing right now with you. I've really been thinking about three areas specifically of what I've learned this last year and where can I take an inventory of what occurred. And I think we all should be doing that as men. Where can you take an inventory and what should you be looking at as you're closing out this year? So with that in mind, I want to share these three areas of expansion, these three areas that I need to continually expand in. Um, They're areas where I did well, but they're also areas where I know I can do better. And I believe you can benefit and you should be asking yourself these questions as well. So let's get right into it. Um, The first thing I'm doing is I want to encourage you to ask yourself why. Okay, so let me just talk about athletes for a moment, because if you look at any star athlete out there, the greatest athletes, they rarely make the greatest coaches. There's been a few that have tried to do it, but generally speaking, a great athlete will not equal a great coach. And it's the same thing with sales. Guys, I've been in a Fortune 500 environment for a long time now, coaching and selling and leading, and I can tell you that our greatest salespeople rarely make the best managers. Just because you're very good at something doesn't mean you will be equally good as being a coach or a leader in that area. Now, there's a reason why star athletes are naturals. 
they have a natural skill. Now I'm not taking out deliberate practice. They've honed their craft. They paid their dues, but they do have natural ability. And if we break down what they do and we look at what they do, it comes natural to them. They focused on it. They practiced it, but there's a, there's this inherent but there's this inherent ability within them as well that is hard for them to explain. So if you ask someone like that what they're doing and why they're doing it, they cannot always explain it or coach it. And this is where coaches come in. They can break down the mechanics. And one of the things coaches focus on is asking why and how. How did they do that? Because they're looking to take that star performer break down what they're doing so they can replicate it in others, so they can coach others and turn it into a process or a system that they coach people with. So this is one of the questions I'm focusing on, and it is this, start asking why. If you are good at something and you hit your targets, if you met your goals for the year and you just crushed it, ask yourself why. How did you do that? There's so many high performers that I know of that I have experience with where they have great results, but they can't tell you exactly how they got there or the actions they took. So if you're winning, you want to make sure you take an inventory of how did I do that? Why did that happen? How did I arrive at that outcome? Now, also, I love the quote that you're either winning or you're learning. And that's not to say that we never fail. What that quote really encapsulates for me, it reframes failure as learning. So the same question applies if we're learning something. If we fail, there's an opportunity for us to learn why that happened. So ask yourself the same question, why? What could have gone differently? So one of the things that I'm focusing on, and I want you to focus on as well, is developing and dialing in your process. If you're winning, develop and dial in that process. What's it look like? What steps, what daily rituals, what disciplines led to you crushing in that area? And hey, if you didn't succeed, um, break down the process and look at it and identify why. Because either way, you're winning or you are learning. So I'm going to give you just a few questions that you can ask yourself if you need some help in this area, just to look a little bit deeper and you want to know why you're winning or what you can learn from a situation. So obviously you want to take an analysis and just say, hey, what happened? Be very specific with what it is you're examining. But look at your actions. What did you do? So the question I'm asking myself is, what did I do? What did I do? And what was the outcome? What happened as a result of my action? And then the last question is, what am I going to do differently? If it was an area that I did well and I won, I want to look to see, can I tweak? Can I increase? Is there something I can do that can make that even more effective or more efficient? And if I failed and if I learned something, what did I learn and how and what will I do differently next time? So guys, apply and execute on that. Now, I also want to say, is it possible to win and never notice you're winning? Yeah, it is. It's actually possible to get wins and just never stop to acknowledge or look at what you're doing because sometimes we're so focused on outcomes. I need to get to this outcome, whatever that looks like for you, that we stopped focusing on the progress we were making in the process. 
So stop focusing on the outcome and start focusing on the process. And this is where we habituate. This is developing daily disciplines and habits. And we need to understand that progress is slow. So if you're thinking, Josh, I don't have a win right now, you know, or I didn't totally finish. I'm not there yet. Let's just stop for a moment and take an inventory of what did you accomplish? What's your process look like? Because let me tell you the truth. No one goes to the gym for one workout and sees gains. It just doesn't work like that. You can't work out once and expect to see strength go up or expect to see added muscle mass. And on the flip side, no one loses weight because they diet for one meal. No one loses weight because they even diet for a day. And hey, on a spiritual side, no man breaks through to a new level in life because he prays once. The word says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And there's some things implied in that verse that there's a sustaining to be righteous, to walk with a sustained and consistent pattern and to pray and to petition in a consistent manner where it's not just a one-time thing, but it's a daily discipline of prayer. It's something we do with power. It's something we do consistently as we are dependent upon the Lord. And all of these parts of the process, in whatever example you look at, equal accumulated progress. So see all of your results as accumulating progress and celebrate that. Take a moment to celebrate where you are in the process and what you're learning. Okay, the second area where I am looking and taking an inventory in my life is something that I'm calling the inescapable law of growth. And let me just tell you what it is. It is resistance. You need resistance in life. I need resistance in life in order to continue to grow. And guys, this shows up in the natural. So many times the natural world, it actually mirrors the spiritual reality. The spiritual world is mirrored in the natural world. And if we look at anything from babies growing up and crawling and walking and developing strength and overcoming resistance, they start to grow. They start to mature. They start to build. And we look at power lifters on the other end of the spectrum. They're not setting records. They're not gaining strength unless they're continually and progressively using more resistance. You need resistance in life to grow. Now, most guys had resistance at one time or another. They broke through to an area of life. You can probably right now think of a time where you embraced discomfort. You embraced resistance in life. You might've actually looked for it and it helped you. It honed you. It got you to where you are. And then what happens with a lot of men is we level out. Well, if we want to keep growing, if we want to keep gaining, if we want to keep taking territory in life, we need to look for that resistance. And we need to ask ourselves, where can I find it? Where can I get uncomfortable today? Where can I seek it? Where can I be looking for a deliberate discomfort that I can step into? Because we don't want it easy. And I'm reframing everything as I go into next year. At the beginning of a project, you want things to click. You want everything easy. But what I'm starting to understand for me, as I step into the new year, I'm looking at building something that I know will not be easy. And if you're going to build anything great, if you're going to do anything great, and I believe you are called to greatness, it's not going to be easy. There is going to be resistance. So if I'm not encountering resistance in the new year, I'm questioning if I'm even pursuing the right path because no man of God had it easy. Now, 
let's just address favor because I do believe in favor. And that is just the unmerited grace of God that comes on you. It opens doors. It places you in the right rooms. It puts you before kings. We see that Jesus had favor with God and with man. And we want that and we pursue that and we pray for that. But at the same time, favor does not cancel out the law of resistance. Jesus grew in favor with God and with man, but he still hit resistance in his mission. He still had an enemy. He still had human detractors. He still had haters and he still pressed through and overcame. So on a real practical level, let me just tell you a couple things I've been doing this year that I will continue to do. And I will share more of this with you in the value and the impact it's having on me as I develop my daily disciplines in the spiritual realm and also in the natural realm. But I'm going to give you three right now that um, that I've been using in the natural realm. So one of the things that I do, guys, is I take a cold shower every day. Um, at the end of every shower, I flip it to cold. I don't like it. It's not comfortable, but now as I've done it for consistently over the last year, I am starting to enjoy it. I like it. I look forward to it. I want to make it longer, but it is uncomfortable. And so I'm trying to find little ways in life that I can bring on discomfort, that I can challenge myself, stretch myself so I experience growth. If you're listening to this show, you know we place a premium not only on our spiritual development, but also our physical development and maintaining our physical state. So I go to the gym and here's another way that I show up is I go when I don't feel like it. And believe me, even though I love the gym, I love lifting weights, I don't want to go every day. There's some days that I don't feel like showing up when I'm supposed to be in the gym that day. And sometimes when I'm in the gym and I love lifting weights, I don't want to do cardio. I don't want to do metabolic conditioning, but I make myself do that because it's another chance to grow. It's uncomfortable. That extra set, that last exercise, those last few reps, that last 10 minutes of a Metcon that gets me really uncomfortable is where I find growth and it's where I challenge myself. And the reason I do this is based on a really simple principle, but it is true. And here it is. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. I've seen this show up in my life over and over, and I've observed it in the lives of other men. Watch someone in the gym. Watch someone cut corners. I guarantee you they're cutting corners somewhere else. When I'm sloppy in one area of my life, it definitely spills over and I start getting sloppy in other areas of my life. So I live by this, that if I'm showing up one way, that's the way I'm showing up everywhere. So the way you show up one place is the way you're showing up everywhere. The way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Guys, look for resistance, embrace it, and overcome it. And the last area that I want to touch on is overcoming fear. You know, I have a friend named Sean Cannell. He owns and operates Think Media. Follow them on YouTube. He's built an amazing empire where he trains people how to get their message out, specifically on YouTube's platform. Sean is known for saying something that I love. And every time I hear it, it just reminds me of overcoming fear. And remember, when you're coaching people to put their message out for the first time, show their face on camera, release that thing they feel they're carrying, there's a lot of resistance they face. What will people say? What are they going to think? Am I good enough? Is it perfect? What if I mess up? What if it comes out wrong? What if they laugh at me? There's so many things that that clientele has to step through that Sean has this saying where he says, you got to just hit record. 
And I love it when he says that. He says that the intros of his video. And when I hear him saying that, I know what it's about for him, for his clientele, for his audience. He's encouraging them, punch fear in the face, just hit record and just do it. When I hear him say that, I'm hearing overcome your fear. Just step right into it. And guys, I've had to do that over the past year. I've actually been one of those people that put my voice out there on YouTube and through this show. This is episode number 34 now. As we close out the year, I'm encouraged by what I see and the impact we're making. But I have to tell you, I had to step through some fear. So I envision it as, you know, every time I flip that camera on, when I've been handed a microphone, when I've been speaking in rooms, whatever that thing is that might challenge you, you have to step through the fear to release what you're called to release. And it's going to look different for all of us. But there's a couple of things I want to share with you that I've learned and that can help you when you overcome your fear. The first thing you need to do is recognize what is this fear connected to? Why am I experiencing this? Where is this coming from? You know, in the standard, the book that I wrote on discovering Jesus as the standard for masculinity, I opened the first page with the statement that the number one fear of men is the fear of failure. For so many guys, we're wrestling with this. We want everything to go right. We don't want to fail. And that holds us back. That limits us from stepping into our true potential of where God is calling us and who he is calling us to be. So we need to acknowledge where is this coming from? Because we know that God has not given us a spirit of fear. So is it an attack? Is it from the enemy or is it from me? And everything's not an attack from the enemy. Some of this is personal fear. I had to deal with some personal fear in my life to step into what I'm doing right now. And whatever that is for you, maybe it's sharing a message. Maybe it's going for a promotion at work. Maybe you're thinking about launching something or starting a side hustle. Maybe it's taking the next step in building your business, but I can tell you this, Fear is always connected to risk, and risk is always connected to reward. And one of the things that I use to focus my energy on overcoming fear is, will I say, I wish I had done it, or will I say, I'm glad I did? So step into the fire, conquer your fear, and overcome. So guys, those are the three areas that I'm currently reflecting on, taking an inventory of as we cross over into the new year. So I want to share a couple things of what you can expect from the Raising the Standard show moving forward. We are changing a couple things. I will tell you there will be more content. There will be digestible, actionable, and practical content released on a very consistent basis. We also are going to be moving into having very relevant conversations on the challenges we as Christian men face in pursuit of expanding the kingdom of God in every area of our life. You will see relevant conversations on the challenges we as Christian men face in pursuit of the expansion of the kingdom of God in every area of our lives. I'm going to be joined by some other guys as we dialogue, as we talk about and we have conversations about the issues that are affecting you and me. I'm also going to be moving into some interview style formats where we will have other men sharing lessons, victories, and content that will sharpen you and give you an upgrade in your life. 
So with that said, next week, I'm so excited. I'm going to have Tony DiLorenzo from One Extraordinary Marriage sharing six secrets to an extraordinary marriage. Whether you're single or you're married, you need to hear this episode. Tony and his wife, Elisa, have built an amazing platform, the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. They have over 4 million downloads. Um, They've been incredibly successful. They are the number one podcast and show in the marriage category. You're not going to want to miss this. And I go into some areas with Tony where we talk about specific things relevant to men, not just couples. So you're not going to want to miss this, guys. And I will see you on the next episode. Let's raise the standard. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If what you heard here today resonated with you and you want to fully step in to be the man that God created and called you to be, then I want to give you a free guide. It's called The Map, and you can get it at standard59.com. In The Map, I will give you 12 biblical strategies that every kingdom man pursuing biblical masculinity must honor. If you're ready to step off the sidelines and pursue the upward call, then get The Map today at standard59.com. That's standard59.com. Hey, if there's a brother in your life that needs to hear this message, then share this show with them. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps get the message out there to more men. Until the next show, guys, let's raise the standard.